Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hi, everyone. Today, I wanted to talk about stress. And uh, guess what? I guess uh, we are all stressed one way or another. The point is to first understand what stress is. And we're talking about stress management specifically. So before we can manage stress, we need to know what it is and we need to know what causes it in our life and we need to know the use of it. Stress is not a bad thing. We have been created um, in a way that stress is supposed to serve us. The problem and that is when we call acute stress. So it's for survivability. The problem occurs when the acute stress turns into chronic stress, which means this becomes an everyday thing for us. And with everyday things, our bodies get accustomed to it. They actually get a high on it. And guess what? It impacts our functionality, our body's functionality internally. So just to start, I have a lot of notes here today. I hope I cover all of them. But what is stress? So any kind of emotional, mental, or physical occurrence that causes our body to be triggered one way or another. And that, again, that causes a physical, mental, or emotional stress or emotional load. And that actually changes the physiology and the chemistry within our body to deal with it as if this is a factor that kind of threatens our survivability. Our bodies cannot, our brains, our old two million year old brains cannot distinguish between the stress of um, a work uh, deadline, someone cutting you off in traffic, your kids getting on your nerves, uh, the work, uh, the, 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 the dish loads or whatever, the uh, washing clothes loads that you need to do, and uh, a lion or a tiger chasing you and you need to run for your life. Your body and your mind process it the same way which is the function of our sympathetic nervous system. It triggers the brain to release the stress hormones, which are the cortisol and the adrenaline, to be able to save you from whatever is running behind you and to be able to live, (laughs) technically, to survive. When that is continuously happening, though, then your sympathetic nervous system kind of takes over. And that when those hormones are in your body continuously on a chronic basis, well, guess what? They impact other systems within your body. They impact your digestion, how you, how you, the intake, the food intake that you, that you do, um, how your body processes it and how your body kind of absorbs it. It impacts your uh, immune system. It impacts your reproductive system. Why? Because your body has put everything else on hold because you're being chased by a lion or a saber tooth. It believes that. It perceives that. And and this brings us to the next point. When we are talking about stress, it's about the stress story, i.e. what you associate with what is happening in your life and how you process through it 
and what you are telling your body to process it. So when you have an argument with your boss at work, you tell your body that, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. And then now that means that I can't afford my bills and I can't survive for the next month. And what am I going to do? And who am I going to talk to? And this person is kind of suppressing me and, 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 and you kind of blow it out of proportion. And once you blow it out of proportion in your head, guess what? Your body gets this cues, get the cues from your brain to function accordingly. And that's why the, the simplest things, the stress symptoms are tension in your shoulder and in your back and in the back of your neck, um, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, bloating. All of these are indications that you are going through stress. Of course, there are physical symptoms to that, but they, again, are being fed by our mental cues. Okay, so that is one of those first things about stress. We need to understand that acute stress, like for example, Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks of this example and I love it. It says, look at a deer in the wild. A deer is grazing and it's calm and it's just kind of going by itself. And then uh, a cheetah starts chasing it or it realizes there's a cheetah that is supposed to chase it. Well, the deer snaps into survivability mode and it runs as fast as it can all the hormones, the stress hormones and everything are kind of infused in its body just to make it survive. Once the deer outruns the cheetah, which is not that common, but still, if it manages to outrun it and it survives within 10 to 15 minutes, it will go back again to grazing and calm and everything. That is the function of what stress is supposed to be to do in our body. That's what acute stress is. It's about saving us from that situation. If you are constantly feeling like there is a cheetah running after you or a lion running after you, you won't tend to calm down. You won't tend to graze. You won't tend to sleep. Insomnia, of course, is one of the main factors or the main um, symptoms uh, or evident symptoms of stress. So that is what we're trying to do. Can we eliminate stress from our life? Of course not. We have to be realistic again, like we were um putting in the effort to be realistic about expectations. You cannot eliminate stress. What you want to do is you want to manage stress, but more importantly, before managing it, you need to understand the root causes of it. There are several elements to that. So if we are talking about, well, if we're talking about the physical things, like if we know that there's a certain type of food that when we eat it or we eat in a rush or we're eating at our desk because we're, we're really stressed for time and everything, or we're always be, like kind of really getting very close to our deadlines and stuff, then definitely we need to amend our habits. We need to amend how we approach the matters in our life that could be causing stress, it could be causing the symptoms, okay? But if we are talking about the stories we tell ourselves, and I know you might not like this phrase, I did really did not like it the first time I heard it from my coach and I thought, what do you mean? Like I'm delusional, like this is all in my head. Well, sometimes we are. Sometimes we blow things out of proportion just because we set, again, context and meaning that could get us stressed over something. How many times, if you are honest with yourself, how many times did something happen? A situation, a conversation, an email, a message, whatever it is, 
And before you know, before it kind of really plays out in front of you, before you know you talk to that person or before the, the, the promotion comes or doesn't come or before whatever it is that you're doing, you put in a proposal and you're waiting for it to, to pan out. You had a conversation with your husband and he still hasn't responded. And you sit and think and rethink of all the scenarios that could come out of it and all the negative connotations that could be associated with it. And what you are doing is these are the stories that you're telling yourself. This is how you are setting and triggering off your body to take those stories and manifest them physically. So what we want to do is first understand what are the root causes. Again, if there are people in your life that just seem to trigger you every time you see them or communicate with them and stuff, and you are able to avoid them, to reduce your communication with them, then do it. Then do it. Who is a priority in your life? You or other people's expectations of you. If you are talking about managing your workload and your boss is always at the back of your neck, it's breathing down the back of your neck and they're always overloading you with what is not your responsibility. If you speak up, and I know that already you've had the story that if I speak up, the worst gonna I could get fired. Well, you might not. What if you don't? But what if you, rather than say, I will not do this and stand in defiance and do all that, say, you know what? I'm, I'll be glad to do it, but I'll need an extra week on it. We take on things that cause us stress. That at, um, a social engagement that you really don't have the time for. And yet you decide, I have to go because then I don't know who and I don't know who will be upset that I didn't show up. And you physically cannot make it within your calendar because you have other priorities and other commitments. Or you, someone is asking you to do something for them and you, you can't. So the first, actually, our first line of defense to manage stress and understand the root causes of it is actually say no, is to start saying no, to start analyzing what it is that causes us to be stressed, what it is that really triggers us, what is the, the, the conversation that you have that you keep having over and over again that, that gives you heartburn right after it or gives you reflux right after it. What are the, who are the people that you meet and immediately you get the migraine and you really can't stand being in the same space as them. What are the elements, the environmental elements like you are triggered by a messy place and yet you don't stop to make time to rearrange your home the way you want it, your room the way you want it, your desk the way you want it. And you know that causes you stress. So we have to take a stand to look at our life, to analyze what stresses us out, what, what, what triggers us in that sense. And then to see, first, to understand that's the root cause. We're bringing the awareness. We're bringing our understanding. And then we start seeing what are the measures we can take beyond this. Okay. So if we are stressed about, I know I'm stressed right now because I'm preparing to travel. We've had a lot of things happening with my husband's job and with my own business and what I want to do. And with my body, because my body, the way my body um, kind of reacts to stress is it blows up. 
So I've put on extra layers of fat that I, well, I don't want. And yet at the same time, I know that I'm not doing all the healthy habits that I had initially kind of accustomed myself to. So am I going to stress about that? I'm like, no. Okay, let me deal with one thing at a time. Let me prioritize. We have something that's happening. Fine, in my personal life. And I'll have to travel. Let me deal with that. And then I will give myself the space to take a stand and to look at my eating habits, at my, my physical habits and everything else to fall into place again to serve me. I am a priority. And yet I will not bash myself. Another source of stress is self-talk, negative self-talk, self-criticism, which we just do because, well, you know, that's what everyone does. I'm like, no, I know because I used to do that all the time. And I, it really impacted me. I got physically ill. I used to get physically ill all the time because of how negative I was to myself. And thus now anyone I talk to, and she's like, oh my God, I was so stupid. I immediately, you know what I do? I immediately, time out. Okay, sorry, I know you're very intense in what you're talking about right now, but time out. Don't call yourself stupid. Don't call yourself your mistake. You did the best that you can with what you knew and what you had at that point in time. Was it the best decision? Possibly not. But can you go back and change it? No. Can you do something about it moving forth? Yes. Don't do it again. Learn from whatever has happened. Learn from what experiences we have gone through. Because the whole point is to grow through them. Even the positive experiences, you can grow further from the positive experiences. And thus, once we start bashing ourselves, and ostracizing ourselves and criticizing ourselves. Who's benefiting here? Your body's taking all this input and just kind of blowing it up and blowing it out of proportion and saying, okay, okay, you know, we have to deal with this because this is our survivability. It's not survivability. It is not about your livelihood. It is about how you live every day. You're stressed because you don't have time? Well, look at your calendar, create an audit. I ask my, my clients and my friends to do that when, when they complain that I don't have time to breathe. Well, you need three minutes to breathe if you're doing a breathing exercise, and that's beneficial. But beyond that, look at, create an audit, asking them to open up an Excel sheet or even do it on a piece of paper from when you wake up to when you go to sleep every quarter of an hour. What are you doing? What is filling up that 15 minutes? You will realize you've got a lot of time that could be wasted or invested in things that are not beneficial for you. So you're not getting the proper return on your investment. Your time is an investment. It's a resource for you. So whether you're scrolling through um, social media, I, I, I catch myself doing that sometimes like, okay, stop my mobile, just put it to the side. I put it on, do not disturb. I, I just get it out of my sight so I can focus on what I'm doing right now or whether you are spending too much time talking to people that just trigger you, or whether you are, um, you're in traffic. Well, find something to do in traffic. The simplest thing is you can listen to an audiobook, you can listen to a YouTube video, you can listen to music that relaxes you, you can have the conversations that take up time from you later. I used to catch up on all my phone calls during <laughs> traffic hours. And if I have, then when I was done with that and the important part about it, then came my audiobooks and my YouTube uh, videos and my the music that just 
excites me or relaxes me, depending on what's happening next. Okay, so you have the time. You can create time. You can allocate time once you bring your awareness to it. Your energy and you're tired, see what drains you. If you have your kids in five or six activities and they are not enjoying four of them, and they're drag you have to drag them there and you they really have to put in a lot of effort for them i understand that we all want our kids to be champions but the truth is they're not going to all be champions we know that so pick kind of eliminate one or two or three of the activities that they're doing just because you're saving your energy and theirs dean graziosi who's a, um, a well-known speaker and success coach he speaks of the list of looking through what's on your plate and deciding what to eliminate, what to delegate and what to automate. Sometimes I still don't understand why if you have the option of electronic banking and you still sit for hours at the bank waiting to get to the teller or do whatever you need to do. Or whether your mobile bill, if you can pay it online or put it on a credit card and it automatically is paid every month, why would you decide to go and pay it yourself? There, there are simplest things that we can literally automate, delegate, or eliminate. We just have to stop and decide and, and analyze them and assess them and then accordingly take the action. So um, what other things I wanted to bring to your attention? I spoke of the sympathetic nervous system. Again, that's part of um, our nervous system and um, um, its job is that this is also known as the fight or flight and there's also the freeze so fight flight or freeze it is you know it's, it's getting into action that's the one that kind of triggers the uh the adrenaline and the cortisol in your body and that is the one that is kind of designed for your survivability now the opposite of that is the parasympathetic nervous system and that is what we want to manage and that's what we want to kind of trigger every once in a while and that's the relax and digest that's when your body gets the, the, the kind of the signal that you are safe and you can relax now and your digestion system gets working again and your immune system gets working again. If you are getting sick a lot because you're always overloaded and you're stressed, well, that is the reason. Because our immune system gets suppressed when we're stressed. I know because I used to get this really weird um, episodes of whatever, like weird diseases or or a cold that just comes to my, my, my throat and, and it's like I lose my voice and it sticks with me for two to three weeks and everything. I had not realized that was the time that was, you know, whether it was the corporate life or for me it was like co-founding four businesses or running them and trying to do it all and doctor degree and being an expert and a mom and, and, and. And I was still wondering, why am I getting sick? I mean, I'm not getting in touch with anyone who's sick. I'm, I'm not sitting in the AC with my hair wet or whatever reasons we give ourselves. It is that. That's your body's defense system. Your body is equipped to survive. And it is an extremely intelligent system of alarms. It will signal to you. So... Even like one of the things I learned through the health coaching is to look for the triggers within our body to realize what is happening. So, for example, I used to get a lot of, sometimes I do still, um, stress and pain within my uh, shoulders and like uh, neck and stuff. 
And this is my body's way of telling me, well, other than the, I, I changed how I sit at, the, at my laptop and everything. So there's that, the physical element, but also the emotional mental element was that I felt like I carried the weight of the world on my shoulders. And thus I had to look at my life from that perspective and relieve myself from that responsibility. I carry the load of my life, of my family's life and everything, but I don't carry the weight of the world on it. When our back is, is out of alignment or it's, it's in pain, when our gut, I have gut issues, I had them for such a long time and I went to doctor after doctor after doctor, procedure after procedure after procedure and it was like, you know, deal with it. That's it. It's irreversible. You can't do anything about it. Only to realize that a big chunk of it was because I was always fighting my gut intuition. Every time I felt this does not feel right, this I don't want to be around here or I should be doing this. And I said, no, 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 you know, I just kind of moved on. My gut flared up. My body was giving me the signal. We have energy centers within our body that become, well, if they're out of alignment, they tell you. But when they're aligned, they, they really are there to serve us. Okay, so these are elements that are just, I, the whole point now of, of being stressed and managing your stress is we want to move from the state of fear, anxiety, helplessness to a state of empowerment. And that empowerment comes in the form of um, helpfulness. So you're not helpless, you're helpful. Um, acceptance and control exerting some form of control over your life. So you don't feel like, again, like Tony Robbins says, and I know I use this a lot, but it is very applicable, like life is happening to you and not for you. Okay, so one of the things is mindfulness. And, you know, everything I spoke about is, is related to mindfulness, which means you have to be mindful, you have to be aware, you have to stop and look at your life. This hamster wheel doesn't work for us. It is not sustainable. We crash and we fall and we get sick because our bodies can't take it. Or we, you know, we, we go through mental health issues. Now, do we all have mental health issues? Of course. Others, I'm not, I'm not talking about illnesses. I'm talking about mental health issues. So we could get triggered further by not giving ourselves the space to stop and see what is happening, how we are feeling, who's in our life. What, what, are we doing anything for joy? Are we enjoying our career? And if not, how are we dealing with it? Are we doing something about it? Are we having a side project or a side passion that we can fill our cup in from that? Are, um, are we doing enough physical activity? Are we eating wholesome foods? Are we having the relationships that serve us. Okay. What else is there? Uh, finances. Are we looking at our finances and seeing, are we happy where we are? Are we managing it? Are we doing the retail therapy all the time that we're stressed by our credit card bills on an ongoing basis? And we're always feeling like we're indebted to someone else or something as an organization or a bank or whatever. Well, these are all stressors. These are all root causes for stress. And it takes small shifts. I'm not asking you to do everything at the same time. You're not supposed to. Again, because your body needs time. Your body and your mind, they need time to process through these things. But I'm telling you, do one small shift at a time. 
one small amendment, one small mindful act, which means I'm here with you now. My phone is do not disturb. My door is shut. I am with you. I'm all about mindfulness. I'm all about giving everything I can at this point in time. Am I worrying about what's happening next? No, because I've allocated my time to be able to be mindful and present in the moment. When I'm with my family, I have a block of the day with my family. I am mindful and present with them. When I'm doing something for work, I'm mindful and present at work. It is about that. It's about focusing on what's on our plate now. And once now is done, I get it off my plate and I put the next thing on. And I always make sure I have time for me because I am a priority in my life. And so are you. Okay, so um, <sighs> what else? Let's talk just last but not least. Um, I, I'm sure, I mean, I can go on forever over here and there are a lot of elements that when we talk about stress and stress management and how to come from a place of mindfulness and, and practices and everything that helps you, some of the basic things. And as I said, start with the basic small steps and incremental steps like we always talk about. Breathing is important. A, a conscious breathing exercise, three minutes at least per day. If you can do three minutes in the morning, three minutes before you go to bed, that would be amazing. Journaling is an amazing activity that you can take up. It just means journaling is a brain dump. Don't think of it that you have to write about something specific. And it's like when we were kids and we had a diary or dear diary. Well, you don't have to say dear journal, but journaling is that. It's just a brain dump that you are putting down your feelings, your thoughts, the activities, the aspirations, the dreams that you've got. And the whole point is when, when you get it out of your system, when you do it with paper and pen, or you can journal, of course, e-journal, I prefer um, a kind of paper and pen, is then you are bringing your awareness to these things. You can go back and read it and see what triggered you, who are the people that triggered you, the situations that triggered you. You can see and celebrate how you've evolved emotionally, mentally, physically, um, over and spiritually over the past week, over the past month, over the past year, when you're looking back at your journals. So journaling is an important thing because you are bringing your awareness to what you are feeling at this point, what you're thinking at this point, what is happening at this point in time, okay? Journaling is an activity that also um, supports stress management. There's also meditation. And again, don't be intimidated by meditation and you're not supposed to sit in silence for an hour and whatever. Again, meditation could be anywhere from seven minutes or it could go up to 90 minutes if, if you're that type and you're up to it. It could be a guided meditation, as in you are listening to something and you are following. Just it's important that you breathe. It is okay for your mind to wander when you first start. For me, the first few sessions, I nearly actually fell asleep. I was yawning so hard that I actually stopped meditating. And I just Googled, is it okay to yawn while meditating? And yes, it's very okay. Um, your mind will wonder, you will start thinking about things that stress you out. It's okay, just let the thought go, let it flow through you and then bring back your attention to your body, to your breathing, to your the movement of your chest up and down and everything else that brings you back in the moment. Meditation is supportive of 
also is one of the things that could help you stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one um, that supports the relax and digest. Um, as I said, start with a few minutes and see how you feel about it. There are physical activities that support stress, um, and there are yoga, pilates, those um, tai chi, not not tai chi, ki jong, I think is something that, that has to do with the flow and energy and movement. I think it's ki jong. I, I wanted to try it out. Hopefully one day I'll find somewhere where I can try it out. Um, say no to people, events, commitments that you know stress you out or that you know that you cannot fulfill because you have to go out of your way. Stop going out of your way to satisfy other people's expectations of you. Sit and, and understand and analyze and assess your own expectations of yourself. Um, and what else do we have? I think the last but not least is um, I would encourage you to create a safe space for yourself. It would be great if that is a mental and emotional space, as in, in, your, in your head, and, and you can come back to it. Um, whether that is a visualization activity that you do, where would I, where's my ideal space? Where do I feel spa uh, safe? Where do I feel relaxed? And keep coming back up with that mental imagery, that kind of mini movie that you create in your head. Or if you can actually create a physical safe space for yourself um, within your home. So whether that is a whole room or even just a corner or a, or a balcony or a terrace or a backyard or or even an outdoor space that you can go to just to reset, it's kind of to say, okay, I'm safe, I'm okay, I've got this, and I can create whatever I want. And I can come back to myself from a place of love, from a place of caring, from a place of priority. And that safe space could be something just like kind of a, a small sofa or even a few cushions that you can create that you can sit and read in, you can sit and drink some herbal tea in, you can sit and listen to music in. Um, it just kind of, Im imagine that as your grounding spot. This is where you get some me time. If you can manage to get some me time, 15 minutes a day, well, that's an amazing thing. And just keep reminding yourself that within this space, this is for you. This is your this is your kind of your empowerment pod. <laughs> and you want to come from this space more capable of, of dealing with everything that you need to deal with, but come from a place of power, come from a place of control, come from a place of serenity. So you can kind of just kind of spool down and just think of what else is on my plate and how do I tackle it? Okay, you can also use it for journaling. That would be also a nice spot for you to journal. So um, just think of that. Again, just to sum up again, stress is supposed to serve us. It is supposed to get us out of acute situations. The simplest thing in, in like modern day, we were talking about being um, chased by a lion or, or a saber tooth in, in older times. Modern day is someone swerves in front of you and you need the stress to be able to, in traffic, so you can avoid them. You're giving a, a, a major presentation at work. You need that adrenaline because it kind of keeps you focused. Adrenaline and cortisol, they, they kind of get you sharp. And, and it kind of gets you excited about what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to feel them. But you're not supposed to maintain those levels beyond that. You're supposed to bring it down again. And that is the whole point. Is we want to consciously transform 
our minds and our bodies from a state of acute, uh, from chronic stress to acute stress. Especially if you are an entrepreneur or a solopreneur and and then you've got the entrepreneurial overwhelm because you're trying to do this and then you're trying to do your job if you have a job on the side and you have family to commitments and you have friends and you have your own things and you we can't maintain this we cannot maintain this it's not sustainable sustainable means they keep going on and on and on well our bodies physically are not sustainable in that sense and that's why we fall sick. And that's why we fall ill. And that's why we crash. And we don't want that. We want to lead long, healthy, prosperous, abundant lives. So that was today. And um, that's stress management, what stress is, and how do you kind of try or put in the best effort to manage it in a way that serves you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, anyone here that has any questions? Uh, how can I support you? Do you need any clarifications? Hi, Daniela. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm happy you're enjoying the conversation. Okay, so I guess, uh, I guess that's it for today. Um, please, again, um, if you go, if you're watching the replay, please let me know if you have any questions, any comments, any input you would like to add, anything further you would like me to kind of address in a, in a separate issue, uh, sorry, separate live session. Um, and um, just please take the time to take care of you because you are priority. And that is the whole point that um, we need to keep focusing on. Um, Marwa, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Hati. I'm, I'm happy this kind of um, had a, a value, added value to you. So, um, again, please enjoy the videos. I would love for you to attend the lives. Let me know if this time is actually, if you're watching the replay and you would like me to explore different times, also let me know about that. Um, don't forget to invite your friends, uh, the ladies, and uh, let's uh, all be empowered to grow together. I wish you love, abundance, and prosperity as always. Take care, ladies, and um, I'll, uh, I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.